To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. No, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody liked Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it in the ass. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? Why the f*** is my ex-girlfriend who I despise calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. JRPositiveSarcasm.com. We're here from the Spare Parts we Studio. Find me on Facebook, Facebook, Gab, uh... Sessions or wisdom, or the wisdom, uh, and yeah, wherever you know, find me on the social medias or don't. Who cares? Social media is terrible for you. Email me directly, positive sarcasm. Hey, buddy, S- email directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can also just go to my website, positive sarcasm.com. Click on the contact section, you can find me there. Uh, if you want to support this podcast or anything, PS, uh, go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. So I got to drop. Um, I was always looking forward to shooting like an outdoor podcast, and I finally got to do a small one before a wedding I shot on a Saturday. Well, it was supposed to be a Saturday according to my schedule, but according to the bride and groom's schedule, it was actually a Sunday. I went to the wrong re- wedding and had to go all the way back. But you guys can choke, uh, go ahead and check that out. It's like a 15-minute podcast that I shot at Zorvino's Vineyard in New Ham- uh, in southern New Hampshire. Uh, it was a good time uh, that I was I was there on business on the Sunday one. The Saturday one was relatively short. Uh, congratulations to that bride. Her dress was gorgeous. Um, I can't show it to you because I deleted that footage because uh, it wasn't the wedding I was supposed to shoot. Anyways, uh, Jewish wedding, 90 degrees out. Um, you know, it's but first of all, beautiful uh, venue, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, no wine, uh, no, excuse me, no grapes were, um, in season for pulling, so I wasn't running around, like, chewing grapes off the vine. I'm sure they wouldn't be too happy with me if I did, but still, you know. Um, nice wedding, got there around, uh, was it, 8.15, got there about 8.15, immediately started, uh, pulling out the gear and shooting footage and making all that other stuff, and, uh, by about 2, you know what's funny is, I got there at 8.30, Nobody actually showed up until like one o'clock. Like the the photographer didn't show up until like one thirty. Photographer's like, so you know, we got here early. I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Early, 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 early. No, I can talk to you about early. Um, but obviously for what I you know for what I was charging and stuff like that for my what I charge hourly, um, it all it all pans out. It all evens out perfectly. Um, they decided they were going to get married or excuse me, they were going to get, uh, ready out off the venue and then basically just show up, which is perfectly fine by one o'clock, uh, by one thirty, two o'clock. They were, they were there, um, within a couple hours, they were at the podium. Um, and that was pretty much it. Now, as far as how it went, well, was it 90 degrees out? Yeah. But who? I don't even. I really don't even think about that. I just take it into mild consideration depending upon what I'm gonna wear for clothes. But for the most part, no. I'm dressed. I'm I'm wearing I'm wearing a button shirt. I'm wearing uh, some type of dress pants or chinos or something to that effect. I am wearing dress shoe. I'm wearing shoes or loafers or something. You know. I and I'm still pretty mobile. 
So I don't, I don't, you know, wear short. I, I don't look unprofessional. I look the part. I blend into the crowd, and oh, a lot of times I look better than the crowd. Let's be perfectly honest. Um, was it 90 degrees out? Yes, absolutely. Um, but in the meantime, we press on. So I have, I have multiple cameras that I set up for multiple angles, so I can get the shots that I want. One that's generally, I go through the brides. Uh, in this point, because I was not doing the editing. The uh, bride sent me a list of the shots that she wanted, and I was like, "Okay, that's that's fine. That's what you want. Then and that and that's what you're paying for. Then that's exactly what you'll get." So I have to go. I have to make sure that I, as long as I do my job and I get the shots that she want, all is well in the universe. Um, I have one camera uh, that I do. I do generally short bursts, like maybe like eight to twelve minute shots with it at the very most, and then I use my, my very large 4K Handycam with a gimbal eyeball built inside of it to do most of the heavier lifting. So I go to the rabbi. It's an outdoor wedding. The Well, the ceremony's outdoors. I say to him, you know, Rabbi, how long is the ceremony going to be? He goes, eh, 20 minutes. It's hot out. 40 minutes, this dude is still chirping. It's like, you're full of shit, rabbi. Fucking on Ethel's probably suffering from heat stroke, falling out of the back of her chair. So, all my vi- I, I, first camera to die, I think due to the heat or whatever, was my GoPro. GoPro just decided to shut itself off as the bride was walking up to the aisle. So, great. So, I had to turn on, I had one hanging out in the back of the gazebo, turned that on. But I failed to kick out of the way a headphone jack that apparently was in view of the of the GoPro's angle because GoPros they 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 shoot very very wide and there's a freaking head and you looked off to the right oh it's like I'm because uh, I'm reviewing the footage oh great there's a fucking headphone jack right in the way well that basically kills that angle or for the most part uh, unless you like zoom in and you do something creative with the footage um, but yeah there's that. Then, because the freaking rabbi's running wrong, almost 20 minutes in, because of the intense heat, my Sony Alpha decides, because it's recording, to shut off. Because of, because of the heat, the intense heat, this small but nimble uh, camera decides temperature's too hot. I'm setting. I'm saving this current thing during the bride's wedding vows. And turns off on it. So I'm like, great. Thankfully, I have a laptop plugged into um, the, the microphone stand. So the audio is being recorded. I have a, a camera that's in a permanent position, a, 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 a straight ahead position. So I go ahead. While my other camera is cooling down, I go and get the handy cam, which is still rolling, still recording. And then I bring that and you start shooting that as my mobile. Um... In the meantime, I, down in the ground, just in case so I don't miss it for some reason, is the foot camera. Now, at a Jewish wedding, a foot camera is super important because at the end, when they pronounce you husband and wife, basically, the dude grabs a, a, like a wine glass that is in like a pillow, and then he puts it on the ground, and he smashes it. And that ties the knot, essentially. So, uh, I had a small... Um, Fujifilm point and shoot, which is also waterproof, which is important to have because it did pound, it did downpour for a little bit. Uh, that's important to have. So I had that sitting there just ready to go just in case. 
and then I had that there, and then I was uh, as soon as the glass breaks, that's the problem. You have to immediately pan up because as soon as the glass breaks, that's basically kiss the bride. So I had to pan up and then get that. So my other camera had finally cooled down and essentially shot uh, the rest of the wedding. Um, now the DJ said that well we were hooking up the the the, the plan of attack was to um, hook up a laptop a small laptop to the microphone system so that we could as agreed excuse me it's late um get the sound from the ceremony get the sound from the speeches and get the sound from um some stuff they were doing with music however uh, the DJ plugged it into a new system. He plugged it into a new board, a new mixer board, but he had it cranked way too high. So he clipped the shit, blown out sound. Like, basically, in my opinion, not not to my standards. However, uh, I also had multiple cameras running at the same time while this was going on. And since it's mostly the music that was blown out, I, you simply just get the MP3s for the songs that were used primarily throughout the wedding, whether it be the ceremony or the reception afterwards, and you use those and you implant those. Perfect. So that takes care of that issue. All the speeches were um, were nailed. They were all handled. And that essentially uh, culminates the wedding itself. I missed, uh, as far as missing shots, the only shot I didn't get for some fucked up reason is when the bride and the groom went inside the ice cream truck. And I don't know why. I swear to Christ I was recording. But I can't see it. I can't find it in the files that I compiled, which is about 130-something files, about 86 gigabytes worth of data. Um, some of it's the audio files I downloaded, but, you know, about 120 in total, at least. So, I don't know where it is, but, I mean, I swear to Christ I hit record on that. But everything else, as far as the list that was given to me, um, is was fulfilled. So we'll just have to wait and see if the bride and I explained to her the pluses and minuses of shooting on an extremely bright day, um, how it blows out the isolation in the camera, um, how you can fix that in post. And, um, you know, the extreme heat and how it hurt one of my cameras and just gave her the pros and cons of how the day went, because if they're going to if they're if somebody else is going to edit it, they should know what they're up against. So there's that. Um, but. You know, I wonder what other people would think. It's like, oh my God, you're shooting on a 90 degree day. It's like, hey, listen, you got to go out there and you got to suffer a little bit if you want to make that extra coin. It's like, what are you going to do? Just like do an, a, a fucking TGIF and call it a weekend? What are you going to do? It's like, no, there is money, a lot of money and a lot of connections to be made out there. And you need to be working that extra day or coming up with that extra plan of attack because all the all this PS money goes into goes into investments it, it does not get used to pay off bills or anything like that this is strictly for investing in my future that's what it is um so whatever i make or if it's a class action lawsuit or whatever that goes straight into investments that goes straight into you know monthly securities that pay chicken uh, pay nuggets every month so that's that's important to me i don't have to use it to pay down anything i have I, i'm i'm fine with that um but you should be considering to do that as well as you know figuring out something there's plenty of shit you can be doing to make extra cash a month whether it be fifty dollars a month a hundred dollars a month a thousand dollars a month there's something out there that you can be doing 
um, to be paying for if it's crazy gas or energy prices or whatever. And I'm looking at rent prices right now. It's insane how much how or how little I'm paying right now compared to what everybody else is paying in this fucking state. And I'm not – I really didn't – I mean – Am I living in, you know, pure bliss? No, I don't have a huge place. I just needed a place where I could restart the studio, have a comfortable setting, and hang out with a couple friends if needed, have a place to actually work out, which I do. I have my own workout area, and just be myself, and nobody, and have nobody bother me. So, um, I don't know what the fuck everybody else's problem is as far as not being, not having enough money or complaining about everything it's like i can't even i can't even right now with people but i can tell you this everybody that was at that wedding uh was very nice to me i'm very helpful first of all like there was a girl who had a, had a run in her dress due to bad dry cleaning and i went and got that brought some scissors and i was like here i'll get you um you need to i first of all i pointed it out to her she knew about it but it she was cognizant of it like she wanted it not to be a problem so i went and got her scissors and had them take care of it. i'm very helpful this is one of the reasons i show up early at, at weddings very early at weddings to get an idea of what's going on in this environment that needs to be rectified before the wedding actually executes itself this is very very important to me those little attention to details even if they have nothing to do with shooting video make all the difference in your quote client services to get the ball rolling super important to me but um you can go ahead and i mean first of all is this a wedding that you're gonna see of mine no i'm not i'm not posting this is not my uh this is not my project this was just an assignment that somebody else is gonna take care of could i piece it together could i actually do this myself and make a wedding out of it maybe maybe i'd have to have permission from the bride and then again i'd have to have the time to actually sit down and do this and um it's right now it's not something that i really want to adventure and it's it's right now as far as getting back into the swing of actually doing these types of things um this one was a bit of a rough patch because i had two cameras fail on me well one is designed to fail but i mean this rabbi i mean he went almost 40 minutes on this speech in 90 degree weather it's like let's fucking speed this up dude my god um so that being said i mean we went all the way to about 9 15. you know what's really smart though was brian groom this idea about cutting the cake and so, i mean what is a how much does a wedding cake cost this is i don't know well, let's just look this up so cost of wedding cake let's just look Ooh, kale wedding kale <laughs> pasta wedding cake let's just see the average cost of a wedding cake is, is as low as a dollar 50 and as high as 12 dollars per slice so the average wedding cake costs between 300 to 800 dollars for a three for a three-tier cake that serves 100 to 150 guests they decided to instead of doing a wedding cake they hired an ice cream truck to show up at nine o'clock roll up there and give the people whatever they wanted that's brilliant no cutting the cake ceremony no leftovers or any of that bullshit for people to take home nothing nothing uh nothing uh, uh wasted nothing that's brilliant just a regular old 
ice cream truck with all the cookie sandwiches and in the and the spongebob square pants and the rocket pops and all that other stuff perfect nothing gets wasted everybody gets what they want that's well for the most part they did run into some things they italian ice you name it so absolutely brilliant if you're thinking about getting married or something like that i highly recommend see if there's um if you can price out an ice cream truck to show up at your location and just hand out ice cream i think that's absolutely brilliant or just go out to the store and get like a shit ton of like ice cream sandwiches or or, or donuts and or that type of thing and just do that as like a wedding cake or something to that effect i mean it's it's absolutely brilliant in my opinion I mean, if you have 80 to 100 guests and you get like 80 to 100 like donuts and really good ice cream sandwiches or whatnot and you just start doing and you do and you shape it like a cake you like tear it up you make it tiered so it's like all the you know goes i mean there's so many ways you could do this to make it to kind of not really cheap out you're not it's not an idea of saving money it's just something really clever it's really simple it's really really simple you don't have to be you don't have to go full bridezilla and have a cake that you you know first of all you like like the way it tastes you're gonna eat like a slice of it maybe um and and it has to be made a certain way and then somebody's got to go and pick it up it's like no you can hire a food truck or you can get a shitload of ice cream sandwiches or a shitload of donuts brilliant absolutely one of the smartest ideas for a wedding that i've ever witnessed for sure uh but overall beautiful vineyard the everybody was very helpful um the original bride was a little confused, but uh, then again, I'm not really too worried about her. Um, but she did have a beautiful dress, and she was very nice to me. That being said, I believe I did my job. It's great to be back in the swing of things. I had a little bit of a rusty performance, in my opinion, because I was constantly running back and forth. I was very cognizant or overly cognizant of trying to get the shots at – because it's a Jewish wedding, so Jewish weddings have certain things that you know standard uh, traditional weddings don't. So no, having that in the back of my mind, constantly checking, did I get everything on this checklist? Did I was did I shoot this? Did I shoot that? Did I hit it with the right angle? Do I have enough angles of it? And that may have hindered my performance, but overall, I, I mean, do, what do I give myself? I, I don't know. As far as a grade, I give myself like a B. Um, I give myself a B. Could I? Maybe I was a C. I don't know. Or maybe I was an A. I don't know. Um, I think as far as effort, A, um, shot quality, uh, I'd say like a C plus. And then as far as like, I mean, overall performance that day, I think I did a pretty good job. I think I got, I gave my, I give myself a B, uh, normally at a wedding, I give myself an A minus. And then if my editing skills take me all the way home, then it's like, all right, cool. But I don't know. It's just, I'm very overly critical of when i miss shots it's like why didn't i do that why did i fuck that up why isn't the quality here great why is the iso set too high why didn't i change that why didn't i slow down why didn't i charge this why didn't i set this angle or this camera that's just sitting here why didn't i just put a little to the left or angle it's just like but you know when you're getting paid the amount of money that i do it's or, or whatever it's like you have to these, this shit is very very important this is somebody's thing that they're probably going to be doing only once in their life and they want to get those shots right they want to get those moments captured correctly and they shouldn't have to worry about me uh fucking up they shouldn't they should know if i'm coming they're gonna get 
what they hope for, truly. And uh, I mean, then I sent them an, an email letting them know what they what to expect, uh, all the details of it, what they're offering, and then I got some favors from friends regarding some additional stock footage to throw in for them, and uh, that was that. So uh, I'm not gonna m- milk it more than I have to. It's very good wedding everything went off on time everybody seemed to have a very good time the food was good and uh that's all she wrote but uh thank you once again to the bride and groom for having me and i i I look forward to doing more weddings in the future uh she said oh i know i know tons of people i'm like everybody here is already fucking pregnant and married so there's nothing for me to capture but um yeah there we go Uh, i pulled it off i think we'll see stay tuned um I am. What are we gonna do? We're gonna do a short podcast this week, hopefully. Um, I can't help but uh, at least uh, I was watching. Uh, I was watching a lot of things. Um, I was watching how how a baby uh, develops in the womb, which is a whole topic for another day. But um, this whole Hunter Biden thing, they there was a highlight reel <laughs> that was released from his uh, his cloud. His, uh, his cloud, his data cloud uh, today, and I was looking at the highlights of it, and it's like, oh, I'm like, well, okay, I'm like, it's what's to be expected. The guy's a fucking crack addict. Um, so, first of all, let me just say, as far as Hunter Biden goes, from what I've seen, if this was Charlie Sheen, if this footage was Charlie Sheen, would anyone care? Honestly, would anyone care if this was Charlie Sheen? doing crack and banging hookers that's what charlie sheen did or does he's known for that you know but would anybody care maybe if martin sheen was the president of the united states we'd care but the at the end of the day uh the guy's a crack addict the guy's uh, uh um, probably uh, done some real shady shit the question is was his dad involved but this probe thing, um, I don't think anything's going to come of this. I look at these articles printed by all kinds of different news articles. And it's like, is anything going to come of this? No. I think it's going to get buried. I think nothing's going to happen. I think nothing's going to get accomplished. I think nobody's going down in flames. Nothing. I, I think it's all just going to go away and the crowd, the, the, the public is going to get left wondering what could have been or forget about it because the next season of the Kardashians is on. Uh, so nothing's going to come of this. Nothing at all. Nobody's going to jail. Nobody's getting impeached. Nothing whatsoever. Just like Ghislaine Maxwell. That little fucking thing. Remember that little fucking thing? Not a peep. Went to jail for 15, 20 years. That's all she wrote. She's going away. Nobody else. Husband, dead. Anybody else? There's like a laundry list of people that went to that island and fucked underage girls. Not a word. No list. No Bill Gates. No Bill Clinton. No other celebrities. No other high priority targets. No political figures. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen from this. Not a word. She's probably going to get suicided in prison. And all this while, freaking this got this weirdo Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab, he's planning his worldwide domination or whatever the fuck. And his German, I mean, the Germans are coming, the Nazis are back, and Klaus Schwab is one of them or whatever he is. I don't know. I don't trust this fucking dude. He literally is a supervillain. Literally is a supervillain. 
and nobody trusts the system. Nobody has any faith in the system because all these people are so fucking crooked. It's just now that they've been exposed for being crooked, but we're like, yeah, we know. What are we going to do about it? What can we do about it? What's even possible at this point? I just feel like we're being pushed in so many directions with assault weapons and Roe v. Wade and election cycles and inflation and job loss and COVID and bunky box. And it's like we're just being sent and culture wars and cancel culture. I mean, this is why I wanted to get away from it. Everybody's people's brains are actually broken, actually broken. Seriously, my brain absolutely has been compromised over the past several years. Absolutely. From betrayal to COVID to um, moving and getting my life back together and losing a lot of money and it just my and of course being separated from people in general has a lot of chemical uh, effects on the brain and mine is no exception. But keeping myself to getting myself back together. It was the most important thing was keeping my feet moving forward. And I feel like people are just tearing themselves apart. And I don't know what's going to happen after this. But uh, like I've said before, I have to continue on like the day is going. There is going to be a day tomorrow and a day after that and a day after that. But while I see all this, the Hunter Biden thing, the Ghislaine Maxwell thing, the Klaus Schwab supervillain thing. It's like nobody has any trust in any of these people. Nobody has any consumer, any, any confidence that things are going to get better. So when do we descend into chaos? If we haven't already. I'm pretty sure we already have. Homelessness. Through the roof. The border crisis. Out of control. We have, uh, 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 you know, state turmoil. Federal turmoil. You know what's funny? is like You can't even go and work in the healthcare industry unless you've been jabbed. Which is not even... That's not even a vaccine. The flu shot is not a vaccine either. That's the, the definition is, is is completely misused. And then uh, and then fucking president forget his face uh, just got just got COVID again, I guess, apparently. And oh, he's recovering fine. OK, yeah, fine. He seems to be doing just awesome. He seems like he's banging on all cel- cylinders for sure. Seems like he's all there doing jumping jacks and hitting the bag like nobody's business. The dude has no fucking idea what's going on. He's gone. He's brain dead. He's delusional. He's crazy. And his vice president is a fucking idiot. They have no idea what's going on. I mean, honestly, is it that? Am, am I? Am, are you that blind for not seeing it? And now all of a sudden, it's like all these assholes that... Uh, we're seemingly covering it up in the beginning that we're on these new mainstream media news sources are all are now just pointing it out. It's like, pfft, okay, dude, whatever. And then all of a sudden that Cuomo asshole is like starting his own podcast. Like I'll never betray my own uh, after he got fired by CNN. He's like, I'll never go against my, my former uh, employer. It's like, dude, you have no credibility and nobody's going to listen to your podcast because you have no credibility. They might listen for like the first 10 minutes, but you've got nothing to say nothing to say you have no credibility you lost all that you didn't support people like me during the pandemic so nobody's gonna support you nobody fucking liked you to be perfectly honest there was nobody likable on cnn none maybe wolf blitzer maybe because he looks like your 
your uncle or your grandpa. But besides that, nobody else gave a shit about you. So what's to come? Hell, I don't know. But I'm looking at these articles. I mean, I'm looking at all these articles about what's going to take place. And it's just like... The media is not going to gain any information. Oh, I... What is this? I love these fucking articles. <laughs> Hunter Biden's marriage is on the rocks. Crack rocks. Uh, one hour ago. Sources close to President's wayward son say both Hunter and his wife are frustrated by the Secret Service watching them around the clock. I don't even know what that means. This dude, I swear to God, he he looks... I mean, this guy, he looks like a guy I used to be in car sales with. Straight up. The dude is, and yeah, absolutely, 100% on some crack. Without a shadow of a doubt. Dude is on some crack. But like I said, if this was Charlie Sheen, would anybody give a shit? If this was Johnny Depp, would anybody give a shit? So... I don't know. I don't know how to stay away from this article. Uh, I don't know how to stay away from this topic. All I can say is, is shrug my shoulders and go, "Hey, shit's fucked. Let's move on." Um, we are at 27 minutes. Not sure how we got here. Um, going back into my Instagram feed, um, just when I thought that uh, I didn't have to deal with this anymore, like it's been weird as far as like my. Um, my Instagram feed. Uh, it's been like midgets and gay porn, and I don't know how this feed, but now it's like I saw it once and I play it, and now it's happening even more. And I thought maybe I was because I'm into 80s stuff and I enjoy 80s stuff. So, um, hold on, gotta sneeze. <coughs> good stuff. That's good. Co that's good co content right there. So, I was checking out, like, oh, this is, looks like some funny 80s stuff. So I was just playing this, and I'm like, oh, this ought to be interesting. Next, we have Brian, the tennis player. Brian, the tennis player. And I'm like, this just looks like dating. But... I think I might have been mistaken. completely disinterested he's just humping that tennis racket completely disinterested no way he's like yeah i'm just here like he's tired he's falling asleep he's been doing this all night <laughs> nobody's gonna use that tennis racket now even in his we have brian the, the tennis, tennis player. player no we don't we're done here so that's i'm still dealing with this i'm not i'm not sure uh, uh, what to do about it. All I know is if there's gay shit, I guess I just gotta turn lemons into lemonade and uh, make it content. Now, the midget stuff I'm not gonna really show because um, I really just have no interest to. I just know they're showing up in my feed. Um, you know, half the feed because they're, you know, they're, they're half the person. But still, um, 
that is something I'm still having to deal with. I'm still trying to find muscle cars and things about competitive fitness and uh, funny articles. But at the same time, uh, right next to that is gay porn and midgets. So there you have it. Um, we are at 30 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and move over. It's been a very long week. Please excuse me. I'm moving on to Q&A, and then I am immediately getting the fuck out of here. By the way, if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Here we go. Dig.com Q&A. What should I do when my in-laws, who know I'm a vegetarian, bring over meat dishes to help after my C-section? After having my first baby, I am finding that when people say they want to help, what they actually mean is they want to do things that make them feel helpful. Case in point, I am vegetarian and have been since long before meeting my in-laws. When my baby was born, my mother and sister-in-law both volunteered to bring meals to me and my husband on a rotating basis, for which we were very thankful. The first two meals they brought both featured meat, even though they know I'm a vegetarian. I thanked them, they reminded them through my husband that I am a vegetarian, hinted that we don't need any more food if they aren't comfortable cooking without meat. They waved this off and continued to bring meat dishes as recently as yesterday. And my mother-in-law said, at least you will have, at least one of you will be fed. I guess she expects me to cook for myself and the two of us uh, to eat separate dishes for the next few nights. What is the correct response here? This is supposed to be helpful as I recover from my C-section. Instead, uh, all it's doing is causing my blood pressure to spike. Um, well, I don't know. It, first of all, meat does heal meat meat does meat meat absolutely heals faster i don't know what kind of family you've got um i mean your c-section is going to eventually heal right so is this like a short-term thing is i don't know what's up with your family or how this works so i don't know do whatever you want if, if you don't like the food i mean i guess it's like if it's you don't like fish and they give you fish or um you know, then you don't have to accept it or you can just give it to your husband. But it's just like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how this works. Um, I guess it's really up to you to decide what you want to do. I don't really have a strong opinion on this either way. If you want to give the food back, I guess you could. Uh, but I really don't have a huge uh, about it. But I mean, I respect if you were a vegetarian, then yeah, I would. I mean, I personally would get you yeah, a gift card or you know give you some vegetarian food or leave you some eggs because if you're a vegetarian you can eat eggs i'd leave you some eggs let's move on to the next one should i allow my daughter to inherit the house she grew up in or leave it to my fiance who's my daughter's childhood friend most personal preference but okay my daughter isabella is married to a successful young lawyer and is eight months pregnant with their first child my first wife and i wanted more children but it never happened she lost her battle okay with cancer when isabella was 16 okay i didn't feel like dating anyone again for almost five years over the next few years i saw several women none of them seriously then at isabella's wedding in 2019 i connected with one of her bridesmaids madison a lovely young woman i'd last seen as a gawky teenager Ooh. Uh, Isabella was shocked when she found out Madison and I were dating, and, but didn't expect it to last long. But I just proposed to Madison, and she accepted. Well, congratulations. I took Isabella out to lunch to tell her. For a minute, she almost had a meltdown, but got herself together, and she said she hopes we are happy together. Late that night, I got an email stating she's worried about her inheritance if Madison and I have children. Specifically, she's afraid my house, a beautiful and unique 1884 Victorian, which Isabella grew up in from birth is deep and is deeply attached to, will go to Madison upon my death. 
and then to my children with Madison instead of to her and her children. She feels this would especially unfair because her mother and I were gifted the house by my in-laws. So while she says this is hard for her, she decides she's decided to disallow me any relationship with her unborn son and any future children of hers unless I either transfer the house to her uh, to her and myself as joint tenants, so she will automatically inherit my share, or to an irrevocable trust with her and her children as beneficiaries. This would prevent me from making a will, then changing it once she's seen it. She says it's fine if I give Madison a life estate so she can continue to inhabit the property as, along with Isabel's family unless she remarries. Isabel doesn't even know that Madison wants children, but she does, and I think I'm up for it. Uh, I'm in my early... Wait, Isabella doesn't even know that Madison wants children. Who's... My daughter, Isabella. Okay, that wants something, but she does. Okay. And I think I'm up for it. In my early 50s, excellent shape. My parents, grandparents lived okay. But the moment I learned Isabella was pregnant, uh, I've also had my heart set being on, on being a grandpa. Should I do as she suggests? Would joint tenancy or trust be preferable? My biggest concern is that the value of the house, currently over $2 million, may exceed the whole rest of my estate especially after raising and educating several more children. And Madison has come to love this house as well. In fact, she claims she fell in love with it the first time she came over. Yeah, no shit. It's $2 million in middle school. What would be fair to everyone? Um, well, look, you went to a wedding and you married the bridesmaid. You have to make a decision. I think you can make a decision here that makes everybody happy. I think there's a whole bunch of selfishness going on. I think Isabella has a little bit of selfishness going on. You have a little bit of selfishness going on. Uh, and maybe Madison has a little bit of selfishness going on. Hmm. I think... I mean, if we just want to break this clean and make everybody happy, I would think you would give the actual estate to Isabella. And... I think after that, you would just give the house, you would give something uh, else, and it's, you know, an actual, you know, a death, a death, a death estate, to your wife. I mean, if she's sticking with you, then she absolutely is entitled to something. I think. Um, I mean, is at the end of the day, is anybody really entitled to anything out of any of this? I mean, you could donate the house to a nonprofit if you wanted to, and nobody has any say about it. Except, I mean, your 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 wife might, but still, I don't know if there's a prenuptial agreement there or not. Um, I guess you could get that. I think you just at this point, if you wanted to, and you want to be a grandfather, you could just give the house to your daughter and explain that to your wife and see how that pans out. But it seems like you're in a tough situation, and it seems like both your broads are just after your money. There's a shocker. Let's move on to the next one. Why didn't my employee take advantage of the pregnancy and parenting accommodations arranged for her without asking? One of the people on my team announced on my team announced she's pregnant. I was thrilled for her. Wanted to be a supportive manager. Our company is too small to qualify for FMLA, but we do have our own program that allows for 12 weeks of paid medical leave. I went beyond that and allowed her an extra eight weeks of paid leave on top of that, plus as much vacation time as she wanted to use. We're too small for this to be required by law, 
but I was able to convert one of our old spaces into a jumping room with a locking door, chair, sink, outlet, and we told her we would pay for her pumping brakes. Cool. I also set up a flexible schedule for when she returned to work. I also looked into her insurance plan and found out she could get a pump covered, and I sent her that info. I was surprised that she chose not to come back to work, that she chose to come back to work after eight weeks and not take the full medical leave or the extra time I arranged for her. She didn't use the pumping room because she didn't breastfeed at all, and she wouldn't use the flexible schedule I got her. She worked her normal hours. I'm disappointed that I set all this up for her, only for her not to use any of it. I reminded her several times about the flexible schedule and let her know breastfeeding and pumping was still possible. She says her husband works for himself, and the plan was always for her to go back soon while he had the baby part-time, and the baby was in daycare part-time. She said she never planned to breastfeed, and formula was fine, and she told me she doesn't feel bad for choosing to work when she could afford to stay home and not breastfeeding, even though she could have. I don't understand why she wouldn't want the perks. I worked so hard to set it up. I'm disappointed in her and having a hard time getting over it. I have my job. I had to quit my job when I was pregnant because there was no support for working moms. I'm having a hard time understanding why she wouldn't want the perks. I would have killed for them back then. She went right back to work like she had never left. Well, I mean, if that's what she wants to do and she wants to work, then by all means, you should allow her to work. I don't see any real issue with that. She feels up for the task. Some people do return from work early, and that's just kind of the way she crumbles. So I would just leave it alone, and um, whatever she wants to do is 100% her business. I just I wouldn't push it. We're going to close up shop early tonight because um, I've already done – I did a podcast. On, I po- post one on Sunday. I posted one on Saturday. And we're just going to go ahead and close up shop for today. Uh, if you have questions, concerns, comments, you can feel free to reach out to me, positivesarcasmatelk.com. You can email me, positivesarcasm, on my website. Go to contact section. Email me there. Find me on social medias, you know, posing music for bodybuilders, movie reviews, whatever you need. Go ahead and check out my other channels, everything like that. And then we'll just uh, go from there. Uh, that's pretty much it. Want to kind of keep it short this week, and uh, I think that'll be pretty much it. We'll go ahead. And, I have some other stuff I have planned for next week too. I have this thing that I've been working on for quite a while, as far as writing, and uh, I kind of want to. I finally want to make that public. I just need to tie one more piece together, get the picture going, and then I'll post that. But in the meantime. Uh, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. You can find me anywhere where podcasts are available, and you can find this podcast on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from Spare Parts Studio, this has been a positive sarcasm. Now is the time for me to rise to my feet.